everybody. You're watching We Heart Therapy, the special series EFT Talk. I'm your host, Annabelle Bugatti, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified EFT therapist here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We have a very exciting guest today. We have Simona Herb. Now she has her doctorate in psychology, specializing in attachment and EFT interventions. She's also a trainer and head of the EFT community in Romania and they have a center out there and offer many trainings. And she's so wonderful to come join our show all the way from Romania. This is so exciting. So today we're gonna to talk about EFT with diverse cultures. And um, Simona's gonna to talk to us about her community and help us understand um, some important things that maybe we've never you know, thought about before. So thank you so much, Simona, for being on our show. Thank you for inviting me, Annabelle. Hello to everybody. So tell us more about Romania. What is the culture like out there and how it might it be different from, let's say, American culture or more Western cultures? Yeah, so Romania is a East European country and we are following, you know, the communism that it was over in 1989 but was a long and hard period, the communism that has even now echoes in people's mentality. So during the communism, maybe this is interesting, uh, psychology university and studies were forbidden. Mm. So actually after, I mean, when I started study again, psychology was something very, very new for the people, mm. you know, like psychology, was not very well seen and was kind of seen with fear or something that was linked with something forbidden. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, the mentality of going to therapy uh, developed very much since 20 years now, yeah, but it's still not so... Well received. Uh, well received, yeah, and still is a secret, still is... Um, like you did something wrong or maybe you are crazy if you need a psychologist help. A lot of stigma still. It's a lot, a lot of stigma. I mean, in my beginning of my practice, people even, I mean, specifically tell me not to be seen, not to be, they didn't say to anybody that they would go to therapist. Maybe nowadays, slowly, I see development, like people can even, you know, like have testimonials, I went to therapy, it's okay, couple therapy is nothing, doesn't mean that it's something wrong with you. So it's developing, but it's slowly, yeah. Yeah, so, so you're really breaking a lot of ground and a lot of new territory, yeah. you're, you're blazing new trails, which is so exciting, and you know, I'm sure that the culture is so thankful for you because now for the first time they've been able to get help for their relationships, whereas before, like you said, it was completely taboo and forbidden. Exactly. You know, it's, of course, it's not paradoxical. It's, it makes sense that when you don't talk about relationship at all, you know, and it was so much stigma and so much trauma during the communism, of course, these are the couples that need the most help. So yes, I mean, being a therapist already was something new, but being an EFT therapist mm -hmm. and bringing EFT in Romania, this is really healing and helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. So it sounds like um, 
you know, and, and you can help us with that because a lot of us ha do have clients that come in that are originally from communist countries. And so it might be important for us to understand how that might affect the way that they are in relationships and how they approach love and attachment and yeah. emotions and their needs. And it sounds like there's a possibility of a lot of rigidity, like, you know, very straight, black and white, you know, I can't reach for you, I can't express myself. Can you tell us a little bit more how that shows up in couples? Yes. So the families are still in a still traditional so the traditional role of a man was to be you know to provide for the family but of course uh, to be the head of the family i mean to lead everything what happens in the family so no ways that they could express emotions or you know like go to therapy this was like the last thing that they could have done and then so i even if now I work with younger couples, so I see a bit more flexibility in the man role, but it's still like the woman should and she is allowed to express emotion, but man is not allowed of expressing emotions. And as well in traditional families, if a man, you know, like drinks, you know, has somehow, not alcoholism, but maybe alcohol abuse or have uh, affairs is not so bad, you know. So thinking about the FT model and the AIRM model, you know, the forgiveness model, then, you know, the man sometimes doesn't understand why should be a forgiveness, mm. you know, because it's not so bad, yeah. So then so it's a lot like, of trauma. Is it kind of expected that the men might have affairs or abuse alcohol and so they don't get why this is an attachment injury for their wives? Yeah, not really expected, but it's not so... Taboo. It's not like a stigma or a taboo like it would be for a woman, yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially in the most traditional, more traditional families, like when they are like 50, 60, I mean, this is... Um, this is allowed, yeah, this is sometimes allowed. That doesn't mean that the pain is not still there for the woman, and of course the disconnection for both of them. But the way that they treat what happens is not like it's a big thing, you know, it's not like a drama, yeah. So, so then, when you have a client like that, how do you approach a male client in your work that helps you as a therapist come alongside them and it kind of opens them up to receiving the pain that their wife may share? Yeah, so of course, first, I mean, I need to have the alliance and to, I know the, the culture and I know the tradition and it's like, I can understand from where they come from, yeah, that they need to, they have, you know, like as well their standards, yeah. So first I have the alliance and I validate that I could understand not, of course, not the alcohol abuse or the affairs, but I can understand what it's inside. Because once I have the alliance, mm -hmm. I get that they are so disconnected, but they have no clue how to connect or how to ask. I mean, even asking is really forbidden, means that they are weak. So they they just do something else, you know, like they avoid disconnection and pain doing, you know, such um, 
behaviors like having affairs or abusing alcohol or um, gambling or whatever, you know. So first I have the alliance and I have in my mind that actually, you know, behind all these behaviors that could be, you know, people could criticize, you know, and see it in a negative way. I know there is a need that was not satisfied once. And there is no way or they have no clue, no idea, no experience that if you have something inside, you can ask, you know, for soothing or healing. This is like, you know, very strange for them. So I start with this and then they open up a bit that they have, they had as well once a discomfort or they had as well when they come home and they see a very critical woman, they feel like they are not home. Yeah. And then, you know, we start, this is the... <laughs> sure. And that yeah. sounds very familiar to even American culture, you know, where husbands, <laughs> they come home and they have a spouse that's, you know, feels like they're criticizing constantly. It doesn't feel like a safe place. So that sounds like something in common where they, you know, don't want to come home to a wife that's criticizing. And I love how you said part of, you know, coming alongside them and building that alliance is recognizing in their culture, it's been forbidden to ask for your needs, to ask for help, to share this with someone else completely, you know, forbidden before. And so they didn't know how to get their needs met and then turn to something else by, you know, gambling or, alcohol or affairs that makes all kinds of sense right and then what i got as a feedback and which i see as well but maybe sometimes i'm so biased by my own culture that i don't see it by by the the other trainers is that in east european women they are very you know they are like strident pursuers they are very critical because as well as a woman in communism you had to, it was not traditional in the, you know, like traditional sense that she stays home and takes care of the children. She has to take care of the children, but go to work as well and provide for the family as well, kind of side by side. Communism was like everybody has to be equal, you know, and to work for what you have. So they are as well <clears throat> pretty hard, you know, outside, you know, pretty... Uh, harsh and yeah. I could hear this from the trainers that came in Romania you know that oh Romanian women are so strident pursuer you know like mm -hmm. critical they could say their pain in a harsh way yeah yeah so you said that Romanian women come across as strident pursuers they're very tough very you know rigid too they're used yeah. to having to fight alongside their husbands for the family everyone's equal that means equal share of misery right we all, exactly. we all have to yeah. go to work and <laughs> provide but then the wives also have to care for the family which can make it hard for their needs to get met and maybe sometimes they feel neglected so they have to fight demand criticize to get their needs met am i getting that right yes you are getting right so you know you we already have the cycle actually you know a strident pursuer, tough one, that actually she needs to obey, you know, the traditional role, but as well she needs to be equal in providing for the family. Mm 
and then a man that has no idea that could share, could be, you know, like warm or could ask for help, you know, because nobody taught us, I mean, especially in communism or where you had to get married and that's it, you know. Nobody asks you after marriage what happens. Yeah, so we have already the cycle, right, in Romania. <laughs> so does it feel like it takes longer to de-escalate a Romanian couple because they're much more rigid? Yes, I mean, depending, of course, now we know about their history and about how, <clears throat> since when they are together and what kind of obstacles they had. But for a traditional couple, yes, because, I mean, we have to take into account that they come very late to therapy. Therapy in Romania is not used very often like prevention or when we have signs that something is not going right, we can ask for help and see, maybe we can improve our relationship. Uh, I mean, when I started doing therapy, it was like, it was like a joke, you know, before going to lawyer, you come to therapist. So that means they ask for therapy very, very late after it happened so many things, you know, so many hurts, so many injuries, attachment injuries. So then this is another, uh, another motive for which we de-escalate slowly and it takes longer, the therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we are in America and we have a couple come in and we know, we find out that they are originally from a communist country, what are some things that we should know or pay attention to or look for? And how would you recommend that we better build alliance with, with someone from that culture? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, depends uh, if it is a, a couple in, where the man is the total authority, that when the woman should obey, because if it's such a if it's such a case, if in the woman is critical, actually you could you can feel that she just speaks, but in the rest she kind of suppresses everything, you know, like what she feels, what she needs, just to you know to sacrifice for the good of the family. You will hear very much the sacrifice word in marriage in marriages. I know it's for all the Eastern European countries but for sure for Romania. And as well, I would say for sure for Orthodox people, you know, because sacrifice is such a high value, then we should kind of understand this, you know, this I would, if it's such a family, I would very much try to understand because it's a bit difficult for Western cultures to understand how a woman could believe that is, you know, like important or like how can she sacrifice herself, her needs, her desires for the family, you know. But, I mean, I would do this first of all, you know, that try to see the background. I mean, where does she come from? How come? What needs she 
feels, you know, because of course, when she says, I sacrifice myself, kind of she has a need that she satisfies by this, you know, the need that she's helpful, she's valuable, valuable for the family, like this will be loved. Yeah, she, like this is feminine. I, that is so important because I've had quite a few clients where they were women that came from communist countries, but they immigrated to America and married an American man. And then I've, I've heard them speak often about sacrifice. Well, I'm giving this up for the family. I'm giving that up for the family. And the American men are like, well, who asked you to do that? <laughs> like they don't understand their own wives and why that's such a high priority. And it becomes part of their cycle because she's fighting to be recognized in that way. And, and they just don't see it. Exactly. This is the perfect wording. Yeah. They like, they would like to be recognized and valued and prize this sacrifice. You know, like when I give up to, I don't know, to go to work, to stay with the baby home, or when I give up, to buy me something or I don't know is because actually I show you my love and I would like so much to be valued for this you know to you know that the husband says oh I see how much you value me you know and of course when sacrifice is not a value for the other it's like you shouldn't give up you know anything you do western culture has more individual values like you do what you want feel good this can you know can be like a i don't know not maybe not an injury but it is a pain yeah, yeah. It's like i'm not he doesn't get me i'm not understood yeah. yeah and then how do we align with the men if we let's say we have a male that comes from a communist country but he marries a woman that's not from a communist country and we're seeing them and she doesn't get his point how would yeah. we help that i mean this is even more interesting because for the man he expects the woman to be to have these values of i stay with the children home even if I criticize very much, I'm doing my tasks like cooking, staying with the children and going to work if possible. Yeah? So then, of course, he will feel like less, less of a man when the woman doesn't do these things, you know, like the woman should follow the man in everything. Yeah, so... I would imagine in such a couple, yeah, that a very independent woman even if, you know, many Romanian now they admire or they say in a cognitive way that it's good to be independent as a woman, that she can handle it. But actually, of course, we have a common ground and the need is I would like her to, you know, like not maybe sacrifice, but to give up for me, to see that I'm valuable for her, that she loves me that, you know, she takes this woman part. So I can understand as well such a man, of course. And I guess everybody we have in traditional culture, men that expect that the woman give up everything for them. Yeah. What is for me important when I talk with people from other cultures is to link their pain 
or they, when they are unsatisfied or unhappy with their attachment needs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you see when she goes to work and maybe she works more than you? And then you come home and make a sandwich. You know, which is okay if you agree, but if you have this mindset up, it's I'm interested in what do you see, you know, that I link it with the attachment need. And it's, you know, the answer can be, I see that I'm alone, she doesn't care, you know, she doesn't wonder how I am, so I'm alone there. Oh, okay, then, yeah. Because, you know, just to frame it as, a critical woman or a tough woman or, uh, you know, like a man that wants the woman to sacrifice everything doesn't solve the problem, you know. We can judge such behaviors. But when I want to know what do you see, what is the pain, I want, all the time I want to get to know what is the pain. When you protest so much, what is the pain there? When you see her, she comes at, I don't know, 10 o'clock at home and, you know. (laughs) And that's how it comes back to the model. Yeah, exactly. Because we have these cultural differences which we should honor all the time. Yeah. Because this is what they are. I mean, it's encapsulated, these values. And as well... After I understand and I really get the cultural differences, I go back to the model. Yeah. Yeah. And what I find interesting, so I find that there's, I actually have quite a few clients that are from communist countries, but immigrated, you know, like 30 years ago. And so they've partway assimilated into American culture, but there's even a, a clash within themselves between the culture they've assimilated into and their communist roots and these yeah. parts often become in conflict and you know it's like you have a wife who might be saying well I'm sacrificing for you I'm taking care of you and then the husband saying well you're taking care of me like my mother would take care of me but I want more I want you to be my wife not my mom but I'm not going to tell you what I need you should know and if you don't know by now, then you just don't know. <laughs> and they get really <laughs> rigid and refuse. Like some of them literally refuse to communicate their needs. And I find that so interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, uh, I say glass ball, you know, I say magic glass ball. It's an illusion or, you know, like a prejudice that we have. Uh, and I find it in Romania very much both to the men and the women, like, you should know what I'm thinking. And especially if we go back to the model and the detachment style, I find it more in the pursuers, in the actual attachment style. That like, you love me so much and deeply that you could, you could read my mind. And when I tell you to do whatever and you are doing it, is not so valuable anymore because I just said it, you know. So I find this, I don't know if it's um, specific in our culture, but I find it very often, uh, both in women and men, this uh, idea that love means that you could read 
the mind of the other and you shouldn't communicate what you feel or you shouldn't communicate what you feel or the relationship should work if doesn't work without words and feeling each other that means you know it's like the relationship is doomed or you are doing something wrong i love that that's so beautiful the way you say that and it's so true it's not necessarily um restricted to diverse cultures it's definitely in america and america is diverse too but um yeah and as you know sue and all of the attachment researchers have found that attachment is universal so of course it's mm -hmm. it makes sense that we're going to find these reoccurring attachment distresses and themes yeah. from culture to culture maybe just sometimes expressed a little bit different in the differently in the nuances but underneath it's still some of the core stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, and so I find it more frequently to the anxious attached persons, you know, individuals. Yeah, and of course, as we know, they make couple with more, a more avoidant person which loves to be told what to do, you know? I mean, it's just loves, like, if you would tell me what to do, I would do it because I'm, I'm happy to do it for you, you know? I'm happy to make you happy. It's just I need to know what to do. And in the other side, on the other side, to the uh, pursuer uh, partner is like, is I feel so loved and more special when you guess what I like, you know, which makes it, of course, you know, such a vicious cycle because, yeah, <laughs> I don't tell you, or if I tell you, I don't value it enough. And it's sad, actually, you know, because, of course, we are not mind readers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I flunked that class <laughs> on mind reading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly me too yeah. yeah so that's so beautiful i love what you're saying um you know if we come across folks that come from you know possibly like a communist country that you know it's some similar themes as we'll find with you know other you know couples from a smattering of cultures but it may take a little bit longer we may need to be prepared to be more patient um, because of their cultural roots, you know, emotional expression was not, you know, something they were taught. It was not ever told that it was okay. It was forbidden in a lot of cases. Having needs beyond tasks and, you know, sexuality, like you said, expression, all these kinds mm -hmm. of expressions of love were also never taught that it's okay to say this to your partner or have a relationship that's based on romantic love. I would imagine in the early, earlier days, it was more economic reasons. And like you said, no one asked them what it's like after they get married, <laughs> you know? No, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that's so wonderful. I, I love all of this. This is so helpful, it's so important. And it's just so exciting to be able to talk to a trainer in another country. This is really yeah. exciting. <laughs> So, Simona, do you guys offer trainings in Romania? Yes, we offer, you know, like all the standard trainings, like from externship, core skills. Um, and uh, just nowadays I have a webinar that I started. I mean, it will start on 30th of March, the first uh, session. Uh, it's called like keeping in touch with essential elements of EFT across time. 
and there are like six sessions once per month and where we discuss me i uh i talk about different items subjects uh maybe with different you know like therapists from europe um we discuss about the basic of eft you know sometimes we go to trainings but then in practice starts to come all you know come up all these questions like oh i know you know like with the pursuer as i said the pursuer is often critical and so on and so forth but i never had such a strident pursuer so we have a subject which is about strident pursuer what should we do how to calm them down and so on and so forth so it's once per month this webinar and where do we find it if folks want to look it up yeah so we have a <clears throat> we have a website is eftromania.ro and there it dot what dot oh you know from romania ah. <laughs> so eftromania.ro uh, and there it's a page which is in english as well so it's easily to be read in english and uh, there it's a registration page yeah so and we're able to access that from the United States, like our web browsers won't block us or anything? No, for sure not, because I work with uh, people from U.S., you know, like I supervise some people from U.S., and they can access this page, no problem. Yeah, so if not, I mean, it's like they, people can send me an email on simona.herb uh, around yahoo.com. I mean, just if they have any encounter, any difficulties, you know. So yeah. you said your email is simona.herb at yahoo.com? Yes. Yeah. Okay, That's perfect. right. Yes. So, and then do you have a website for your practice? Yes, I have a website for my practice. Um, I have a center, as I told you, for therapy and personal development. Uh, it's called Psiri Center, yeah, but this is more in Romanian, but on the Facebook as well, they can find my page, you know, it's like Simona Herb EFT, and then, they, yeah. Great, yeah. so that's excellent. So guys, if you want to find Simona, if you want to ask her questions, maybe you have a client that you could use her help with, make sure that you send her an email, look up her podcast. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Simona, for being with us today. It is so such an honor to meet you, to be able to speak with you from all the way the other side of the world. This is so exciting, and it sounds like you're doing wonderful things for the community of Romania, for the, for the country. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I am always happy to speak about EFT, and always I am so emotional to speak about this gift that EFT is as well for countries like Romania that suffer so much and had so much trauma that needs to be healed. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure that you check out Simona's websites. I will put them in the description for the video on YouTube. So make sure that you check those out. And as always, stay tuned and keep watching because more episodes are on the way. Mm -hmm.